Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Opinions No This is Preston. And Brennan. What's up, everybody? So it's been uh, a couple weeks since our last podcast. We did. Uh, we had Dan the Man. It was fun. I, I very much enjoyed it. Dude's crazy. Has crazy stories. Great storyteller. Absolutely. And also very good living the life in Vegas and, you know, mobsters and... Had a pretty insightful brother, apparently. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, man. I think it's uh, it was it was again that was one of my um, keystones of doing this podcast was getting him on. Getting him on, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. So yeah, you got Dan and Ross. Uh, we we need to go down the list, but for now, we're still doing it. You know, well, it's a new world. We're still in the grip of COVID or whatever this COVID-19, is. COVID nineteen coronavirus. Right. Or what other Chinese references the president may make. Yeah. So um, I saw a funny post on Facebook, actually. It was um, it's, it was like a posting that the government made. Uh, just a reminder that no gatherings of more than 12 people. And then underneath it said, and no protests of more than 100 people. No. And so the person was like, I'm having a protest in my backyard. Everybody, <laughs> everybody bring something to drink and something to be mad about. <laughs> I was like, yep, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a good question. <clears throat> because when in society, <clears throat> uh, the coronavirus uh, has been new territory for everyone. You know, the so-called medical experts, infectious disease experts, mm -hmm. and the mutation of it, and how the infection rate and uh, level is. Right. But public health is important. But I go back and forth. At this point in time, what are we... We are, uh, I guess we could say, four months into this? Yeah, it started in March. Right, so... We're now in, we're out at the end of June. Right, so... So it's been three months, I guess. I don't know how to disseminate the proper information anymore. I don't either. I stopped paying attention to everything because I didn't believe anything. So why bother putting information I don't believe into my head? So, I so does that mean you are deterring yourself from fear? And liberating yourself from trying to be informed, or are you just trying to go ignorance is bliss? I shouldn't. Not? Well, so I was thinking about this yesterday, and I my life hasn't like other than not being able to hang out with people, my life hasn't really been affected at all. Same with Trump or with coronavirus, and so like the last couple of days, I've been like thinking, huh? Am I just like obviously I'm lucky, you know, white privilege and all that, but um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would say bald privilege. Yeah, right. Bald privilege. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess why should I stress out so much about something that hasn't really affected me? So right. I stopped caring. <clears throat> no, it's. I think it's a rational decision because I think what's happened in society and individually between both of us is we've spent so much time trying to be involved, trying to learn, trying to understand and follow suit, but it's overwhelming, and you realize what you can and cannot control. So. I, I realized during this social distancing and isolating yourself that my life was already at that level. Besides, a yeah, was it just like business as usual? For yeah, you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I realized now. Now it's like, oh, sh you know, there's really no people on the road. I don't really go anywhere, anyways. Like, I don't go see people. People come to me, and it's really like a handful of people. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, I haven't really. It hasn't really changed my day to day life much. But it's made me a little fearful at times. I go through peaks and valleys of fear. Yeah, I, yeah, same. Based on the level of information that I'm taking in or who I'm following, you know, if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm following Fauci today or am I following whomever else? 
Um, well, like yesterday morning, I went on a bike ride, and it was all cloudy and hazy, and there was actually like water droplets because I was basically biking through clouds, right? And I was like, oh shit, I wonder if like the coronavirus will hang out in all these water particulates and get me infected. <laughs> and I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, there's only like eight, like 6,000 people in the entire San Diego County that even have it. Like, what are my odds of running into one of those 6,000 people? Out of, what is it? Like, how many people live in San Diego County? I don't know exactly. A lot? Like, I mean, 5 million? Yeah, I would say... I know LA County. I LA is, like, like, 20 million. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it's, like, 3 to 5. Population of San Diego County. But your point, probability speaking, when you're biking, you go. going... 3.38 million. 3.3 million. So, like, okay. what are the odds of running into one of the, like, 20,000 cases out of 3 million? Right. Pretty slim, especially biking, and I'm not actually getting near anybody, so... Well, yeah. again, this is what's funny. Let's let's t- talk about some of the uh, levels of stories I've read. Okay. Because remember when it first came out, it was like, you could get infected from touching everything, and, yeah. and uh, you know, it could stay on surfaces for... Four days. Yep. Right? Oh, I know. And then... Lots yeah. of fear-mongering. Yeah. And so going from that to... I heard for it to actually get it at a high level, someone has to, like, sneeze in your face at a five-mile-degree angle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just cannot I've, discern between the information. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, do I wear eye... Because everyone's talking, it's your mouth, nose... Eyes. Right. So she wear goggles. That's what I'm saying. Like straight Michael Phelps it all the time, you know, with goggles. Yeah. I mean, so thankfully I'm 37 years old, 36 years old. I was like, you're 37. 36, I don't think so. I just 36, turned 35. 36, so. Yeah, 36. <laughs> Which apparently right now the cases that are reoccurring and spiking in the states, it's actually 34 is the average age. Okay, but but the, people are not dying. But the death rate is way higher among like. Sure. 80 plus. Sure. Like I was looking at, I was reading the daily um, updates the San Diego, San Diego County Health Department sent out. Yeah. Every time it was like, there have been five new deaths reported, like all of them except maybe one were over 70. I'm like, okay, so yeah, I still don't care. Like I still don't have to worry, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I you know, right. So I think the last thing I saw, national death rate is like 99.7%. You know what I mean? Survival rate. Survival rate, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I actually went back and listened to the podcast we did right at the beginning of this, and I was like, "Oh, I was actually pretty right about a lot." So I actually felt pretty good about that. We got Gandalf because I second guessed myself like after the first month or so. I started second guessing myself, and now I'm back to how I felt at the beginning. Yeah, so I mean, I think we've all seen the news and gone through the fear, but I would say, man, we could talk about the mental health of all this. It is crazy on me. It's crazy. Can't even imagine. Like, people have worse problems than me. I can't even imagine. But, yeah, it's been rough. And you're, like, in my mind, the elitist. No, man, it's been, like... I, I feel like I'm slowly losing my mind. Well, apparently, I already lost mine, so... <laughs> um, no, I think it's a very interesting thing where it's, like, to leave your house, you got to think about facial covering. you got to think about social distancing. When you're walking the streets, people... <laughs> I think I saw someone got hit by a car because they were walking... In the street. To avoid somebody? To avoid someone on the sidewalk. So they got hit by a car. Yeah. That sounds... That's like the perfect example of American... Of Americans, like... Methodology, yeah. Yeah, just our mindset of, you know... Whatever's the most current threat in front of you, regardless of how actually serious it is, that's the thing you focus on only. 
it's funny. No, it, it, it's, it's like the single-minded determination to ignore everything but what's currently the most, um, the hottest topic. No, again, this is what's sad about America. I love America, and that's it, but we're so short-sighted. We're so really. I, I mean, I love living here, but I don't love America. I could give a fuck. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I do like the idealism of patriotism and caring about the country itself, mm-hmm. and the storyline of America. Right. The official storyline of America. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> shall we go down this road? Uh, I but... mean, you like you like that chapter with you know all the drone strikes on innocent civilians across the world. Yeah, yeah we've that's covered a fun this chapter, and I think yeah. in a, uh, you know uh, first few episodes. Yeah, but, so we don't uh, need to go there again. I don't think we need to go there again. But I mean, I think we do have a unique country and storyline, and I do <laughs> For think. Sure. You like that unique man. Absolutely. I'm trying to get a job at the White House. If it's gonna work, yeah. Uh, I do care about America because this is where I am born, and I do think it, it, is, it is a lottery ticket onto itself. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely won the lottery by getting born here, right? So I do want to uphold that, and um, I can see that. Uh, so I, so I do want to hold the flag at some regard. I do want to see. America succeed in some capacity, but it is baffling that we do struggle with a uh, medical system that is what what twenty percent of our economy, and we have a very small population, but we're struggling with the number of case uh, positive cases. Mm-hmm. Are you baffled by that? We're, no. Why is that? Because we have more global well, lawyers. Or... I was actually thinking that uh, today. I was thinking about how America isn't really one country. It's fifty countries that are all kind of aligned together. They're all um, affiliated. Right. Because if, look at Europe. Europe's like the same size as the U.S. Sure. But they all have incredibly different cultures, and they aren't the same country. And we act like we're the same country, but our states have incredibly different cultures. Like, when I went to Arizona, it was completely different. I get why, to some extent, I get why, you know, the the rural Americans, the the right-wing rural Americans are like, what are you guys freaking out about this pandemic for? It's, like, not a big deal. Because there's thousands of acres per person of, like, open space, you know? Yeah, but that, that, that isn't that naive to think in those terms? Well, yeah, but I... Yeah, but you understand the model. What I'm saying is, I understood it. It was yeah, like being sure. in a completely different world. Oh yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh yeah, they don't deal with the same things that people that live tightly packed in cities deal with. Like what we saw in New York City being right. the epicenter of the yeah, on mean, the forefront. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like there's no. Yeah. No. There's no overcrowded hospitals. They already social distance. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, like built into their state. Yeah. Like they, everyone owns acreage. Acreage. And uh, yeah, no, I get it. It's an yeah, but. Collectively, we got to think as a whole, right? I think the downfall, and we talked about this before, is the downfall of individual capitalism is you just think itself. You got to think beyond yourself. So you got to think. Yeah. I mean, I don't. No, I, I agree with you. I'm in, just in theory, in theory, I would like to see this implemented. Yeah. I know practically it's just really hard. Yeah. I mean, I was I was thinking also that I become less compassionate. Sure. Well, you because I don't see people. It's hard to be compassionate when you don't see people. Well, which is part of the reason why the internet's so toxic. Which is probably the main reason why the internet. You don't see people, but also you are forced to go in survival mode. Yeah, I suppose so. When you're like, okay, we have these stores open from these hours. Like our whole mode of operation societally has changed. Stores are changing their hours, their protocols. You know, we've like, why the did toilet paper become a scarce 
item <laughs> on the forefront. Monkey see, monkey do. You know what I mean? Like, so this is where... I actually heard a really good explanation for that, but go ahead. Okay. Um, by all means. Okay, so that good explanation was toilet paper takes up a lot of space. Like, it's gigantic packages. Sure. And so when there's even half of it missing, it looks like a lot more than, like, another product would. If half of another product was missing, it would look like a much bigger hole in the shelves. I see what you also, mean. Also... When, and so when people see that, it adds to the, wait, what? They're, they're buying two giant things of toilet paper? Maybe I should too before it's all out because it looks like it's running out. And so it's like the whole, the, that kind of mindset combined with the fact that they're so big and they take up so much space on the shelves. It's like, oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense from a, a visual standpoint and yeah, yeah. a stocking standpoint. And from like human nature. Yeah, and this is why I'll, I'll pivot here and follow okay. me if you want to. Sure. And uh, this is my biggest fear, my, this whole thing. The virus is scary, but the social unrest that lead to groupthink mm. is the scariest thing I, I've seen in American culture to date. Even though it's been building for years? Agreed. But it is monkey see, monkey do, yeah. whether you're doing toilet paper or doing some violent acts on the streets of looting. Yeah, I haven't been and, following that at all. But that's my biggest fear. And to your point, this is where when you put either one of us in survival mode, isn't it funny that... Can we calculate how we'll act in certain scenarios? Yeah. Right. Oh, we're based on this situation. Are you going to act differently than you would have six months ago? Right. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, it's I mean, I've thought before, like, as soon as things get tough, we'll see how thick, how thick of a skin our, our civilization actually is. Yeah. Um, and it's not that thick. It's, you know, it feels off real easy. <laughs> Very fragile. I mean, yeah. again, this is, you know, statistically speaking, you know, it's a it's a thin veneer. That's that's right. Society's a thin veneer, and once once those needs that we forgot about because they've been taken care of our whole lives, like with no questions asked. Sure. You don't even have to think. You just go to the grocery store and you're fed. But well, um, once that's gone, human instincts are still there. Right. You know our our billions of years of kill or be killed evolution are still there. Right. Right under the surface, and right. it's not a very deep. It's not very deep covering, so. Right. I think I'm mixing metaphors there, but. No, you're good. But I would say, yeah, it's just from a socioeconomical thing, man. I think uh, the currency, you know, when you have an economy based on cheap uh, hourly workers and they're not working, paycheck to paycheck, slim pickings, man. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't want to go too much into that, but I do think, to your point, it's going to, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. However, let's talk about. How have you dealt with the mental peaks and valleys? Because I know you're a yoga guy. I know you're pretty good at like, you know, self-talk and, you know, you deal with life better than I do. And Yeah, I've been slipping though, but I've been able to maintain a lot of my good habits. Such as? Well, um, like I haven't been meditating much, but I still do every, like maybe once or twice a week still. Okay. I've been meaning to get back onto that, but I also have been working out, although not as not as regularly, because there was no gym for a while. And then my landlord built a. Oh, I'm actually really quiet. Um, my my landlord built a uh, a gym in the garage, and so for the first couple of weeks, I was just like, well, I guess I can't work out anymore. But then he started like getting equipment, and so I started working out. So. I now work out like doing lifting, lifting weights and stuff like twice a week, maybe three times a week. That's good. 
unless that um and then i also have been mountain biking actually like i think my saving grace has been uh like i bought a mountain bike on a impulse buy last year as an impulse buy last year and i hadn't used it but i moved to a really close to a park that has tons of mountain biking trails and so i started mountain biking and it's fucking awesome i love it so that's been like one a big saving grace does your landlord make you pay extra to use the gym Although I did throw him some money just because I appreciated him buying all the equipment. Sure. It couldn't have been cheap. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No, yeah. yeah. Mountain bike. And how much was your mountain bike? Oh, uh, it was like $1,100. <gasps> yeah, I got it on Craigslist. It's pretty nice, but um, I probably should have just spent a little bit more and gotten one that's like perfectly sized for me, but I'm used to it now. Like, I, I like it. I'm still getting, well, I'm still getting used to it, but I'm pretty used to it. Right. It's different than a road bike, so. I've been walking. That's cool. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I hate walking, but that's cool. Well, I mean, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and it's convenient. Like, As like a, just an exercise or just to do something? Well, yeah. And when I try to meditate or breathe or I get a little panicky or whatever, mm-hmm. I, you know, I try to meditate or breathe, but like I realize, go do. You can meditate while walking, you know. Uh, yeah, that's why well, I'm kind of like hybrid those things together. Smart. And because when it I put actually my, probably makes it easier. Yeah. So when I put myself in my room by myself with the dark, you know what I mean? Then I'm like... <sighs> This is cool 10 minutes, I mean 10 seconds into this, 15 seconds into this, this is bullshit. So that's my, uh, you know, bandwidth. So walking has, I think, been a good one for me. Um, yeah. I've been doing more push-ups and sit-ups. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's why, that's why you got some guns at the table here. You guys can't see this, but he's wearing a tank top. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a tank top. No. I don't All think right. so. This is good. So with that being said, here's, here's a strong point. I don't know if it's stress, paranoia, fear, whatever it may be. Physically or weight-wise, I weighed 198 the other day. I feel like that's a loss of weight because... Yes. Yeah, that's good. It's really yeah. good. It's awesome. Yeah, so 190 is my thing. A lot of people gained weight. I've gone but, back and forth, but what I'm doing is like I... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just... I'm... Okay, on the forefront of this, I was definitely stress eating like most. Mm-hmm. But then I realized... I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, this is not going to help me. And obviously I changed. And so I've gone through a little peace and valleys with eating. But, you know, I just, um, yeah. So now I'm going to do less carbs right now. Nice. Less carbs. Smart. But anyways, it's 198. But awesome. bikes are expensive, man. I know. I went to Walmart the other day. I was going to buy one of those bikes. Oh, those are like 100 bucks. Like, yeah, those you know what I mean? bikes, though. Yeah. So then They're I was healthy, like. right? Yeah. But I was like, yeah, oh, starter, you know. Yeah, totally. You're I've good. been talking to Preston about biking and getting a bike circuit four years. So <laughs> if you're gonna buy a bike and you're you're thinking about Walmart, you might as well go to Craigslist. Yeah. You can get like a much better bike for a similar price. But yeah. Alright. But the problem is I'll there. buy yours off you for five hundred. Nah. I like, <laughs> I like it too much. Did you guys get that? Because he got it for eleven hundred last year. Yeah. I was trying to get it a half off. Get very, it? Very nice. Very nice negotiating skills. Hey, the art of the deal in Escondido. Uh, yeah, I know. It's um, yeah, walking's been good for me, man. The pool, my community's closed. That sucks. Is it still closed? Yeah, still closed. Mm-hmm. They opened the they opened the pool where I live like a week ago, or maybe even maybe even like Friday. What the public pools come up and up? Yeah, yeah. There's like frame. a hot tub and there's like a lap pool and stuff. But I can't swim because I fucked up my because of my tennis elbow or whatever it is. So that's a bummer. You can get the uh, was it? Physical therapy? No, what's it called? It's surgery. That's oh, the, that fuck that. Surgeons, uh, that uh, pitchers get. Jimmy John's? No. 
Tommy John surgery. No, I never heard of it. Yeah, Tommy John. Look it up. Hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, so walking's been good, hanging out. Drinking lots, lots of sex. Yeah, doing that a little bit, too. Yeah, a lot of that, actually. Let's be real. But, you know, vodka, not beer. Slightly better. At least you don't feel as bloated. Right. So, that helps. Um, and, uh, okay. What is the worst you felt during this time? Like, what were the thought processes and, like, what brought you to that, to that dark place? Okay. So let me tell you the other thing I've been coping with. I started oh, okay. smoking weed. Oh, shit. Okay. Which I'm not happy about because oh, okay. I had quit for three years and I had good reasons for quitting. But here I am smoking weed again. But I feel like... Um, Do you feel addicted? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's hard not to smoke for me. Really? Yeah. See, this is my thing. I don't know if I... I don't... Let me, let me rephrase. I think I've seen so much addiction in my life and people that are just, that I've done, I've built up really good walls to make sure I don't get caught up in it or addicted to. Okay. And that's one thing I think I'm pretty good at. Yeah. So what are you going to do to stop if you don't want to keep doing it? Just not buy more when I run out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I was going to quit and then I didn't because I was with... I was hanging out and there was weed, and so I was like, "What COVID? I'll smoke some weed with somebody." Yeah, and uh, and so I did, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll buy more." Um, yeah, so I bought more. I don't like the stuff I bought actually, which is gonna make it easier to quit. So, do you like the upper or the down? Wait, I learned this. I like sativa. indica or sativa. Sativa, indica what? makes me depressed. Like literally, makes me badly depressed. Okay, like. Self-destructive thoughts, depressed. Got it. So you are, you know the difference. Yes. Absolutely. And you know how to distinguish. I the, the what I got the first time was sativa, and it was awesome, and I loved it. The second time, I was like, well, I also actually kind of did want this for my back pain, and like all my joints have been hurting, not just my back. All my joints have started hurting since this started. So we can talk about that in a second. But I wanted something that would help with the pain and I figured indica is better for that I would thought and maybe not maybe I'm completely ignorant and sativa is better for that but um, so I was like I want a hybrid mostly sativa but indica as well and so I got and I don't like it 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 makes me paranoid it makes me depressed and it doesn't make me feel as high did you bring some? no okay I thought we'd be like Joe Rogan and smoke on the yeah air. right um, no I, got, I, I can't focus uh, I, think, I actually I'm not gonna smoke any until next week so you plan your shit. A breather. Yeah, that's, man. That's very... <laughs> gotta, gotta let it get out of my system. Well, I don't like it, so... Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. All right, well... And so, are we saying, okay, so you did this for pain. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you just had your joints upon this isolation lifestyle. Yeah, so... Hurt as well? Yeah, like, I don't know. Since, um... Since, like, I started working out at home, basically, my joints started hurting, especially my knees. My knees started hurting, and... My hip, probably because I sit cross-legged too much, because that gives me relief from my sciatica pain. Uh, and so I think that's why my hips hurt. But like my knees, it hurts to bike, but I still do it because I'm sure. sick of my body shutting down about everything that I enjoy doing physically. So my body can go fuck itself. And so yeah, so like my whole body is starting. It feels like it's falling apart. It's really so shitty. Do you, I, you know, we can talk stress and how, you know, I would say you internalize. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not a fan of being told what to do. I'm not a fan of being prevented from doing things I want to do. 
I'm not a fan of other people stopping my friends from doing things that I want them to do with me. All of these things have been weighing on me. I'm a very selfish, self-centered, egocentric person, and I have come to grips with this. <laughs> yeah. This is not a good circumstance for someone like that. Got it. Okay. I have to... I need to process. Sorry, I know that was a lie. <laughs> okay, so that was a, a, a self-identification, a little descriptor. Mm-hmm. You like to control your world. That's most people. Yeah, I suppose so. But way, you way have to make your... me feel less unique. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> Welcome to America. Here, take your number. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay. See, it's funny because I've actually been, I would say, the last month have done better. What do you mean by better? Physically, like mentally, physically? losing weight, and just kind of like to the point of like not caring. Like mm-hmm. I'm still being precautious, you know, with the mask and the you know procedures and the the functions of uh, the virus. But, but you're not constantly fearing for your life, right? No, I kind of gave up on that one. Yeah, it's Which exhausting. I, it's well, that's yeah. The, to your point, yeah. I mean, I think overall, like you know, I have. I I mean, I know, I have seen no evidence in my own life. As of I, everything that they've been saying on the news. As Therefore, I, t- I stopped worrying about it. There you go. And, you know, I told my parents this morning was, I'm not scared of dying. I'm not scared of the ICU. Only thing I'm scared of is the medical bill. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. So that's, that's really what my biggest fear is in this whole situation, personally. Right. Uh, I am saddened by our society crippling itself. I think your storyline to our story, my storyline, is not a unique one. Mm -hmm. And I think we have characterized and identified that Americans, fragile, personally, economically, you know, uh, family-wise... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I went on a little a little rant. One of my high my high times, I okay. started writing, and uh, this is gonna make me sound like the biggest like asshole baby boomer. Let me just read this. Let's see. So I was talking about how life's a video game is like an MMORPG. We were born into end game content. We've been raised in pay to play. Wow, this will make sense to like people like that play it. But now there are a bunch of high level noobs who don't really understand how the world works, trying to gain some type of validation for their meaningless existences. Um, they raised a bunch of wimps who are terrified of everything. The only way these pansies know to react to things they don't like is to tattle. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. So. I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> Welcome so to there you go. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, that's one thing I actually, because I was a little, little tangent here. Huge Robin Williams fan. Yeah. Dude, Jumanji was the shit. That movie was so good. The best movie ever. So I was refusing until the lockdown uh-huh. to not watch the new ones oh really I actually really liked the new one a lot and I like the new ones yeah they're cool man Chris Rock I haven't seen the second one but I really uh, like the first Kevin one Kevin Hart and uh, The Rock are hilarious yeah dude I watched both of them yeah, yeah. I love The Rock so good so damn good yeah yeah Jack Black that was oh, yeah. hilarious right? uh, so you know I, I except I was watching it at my parents house and so I like cringed every time they swore <laughs> because my parents are that religious yeah. Yeah. but I definitely want to watch it without that hanging over my head I definitely need to watch the second one yeah, awesome. so, uh, you know, I had to give into something, so I gave into that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, Giamaggi is a good, uh, you know. Yeah, I totally wasn't expecting it to be, like, a video game, which was really cool. I liked it. It was like, uh, smart. Yeah, it was very smart. <laughs> I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in, for sure. 
<laughs> Gets eaten by the crocodile. Where'd he go? Kills uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> falls like Kevin Hart kills him. And then he falls. <laughs> but it is like the logic, right? Yeah. The logic of it. And then, like you said, the different type of... The intro guy. Like, oh, he's repeating himself. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the terminology they called it? I don't remember. But yeah, he's a... Uh, a non-player, whatever. Yeah, NPC. Hey, yeah, thank you. Yep. There we go. These acronyms, man. Yeah, I guess we are, you know, we're just in a time frame where survival and bullshit has risen to the top. And the good thing is, because of you, we've maintained this podcast. Because of me? Yes. Okay. Probably. I've written more stuff, but I'm not going to publish that either. So oh, I'm still working my writing ability or my publishing life with you. But no, we're not quitting. We're not quitters, right? We're not quitters. Mm-hmm. I've written one post since since my post talking, telling everyone to calm the fuck down. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Was the site? Was a follow up post trying to tell yourself to calm the fuck down? No, it was actually about duality, non-duality. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've made the best of this. You know, I think I've been through enough rough times prior to this. Mm-hmm. It prepared me for this. And I'm not saying I'm pleased with my trajectory mm-hmm. before or during, but mentally, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to. Uh, there's a song from Pink Floyd. It's called Uncomfortably Numb. Uncomfortably Numb? <laughs> <laughs> That's the state of existence in which I live. Okay. Was that, was that the, un, the lesser known follow up to Comfortably Numb? Is that uncomfortably numb? No, it's, it's comfortably numb. numb. Mother sucker. <laughs> and apparently I lost my mind in the meantime. But yeah, yeah it's cool. Comfortably so numb. So did I. But yeah, comfortably numb. And I think that's, uh, you know, just how I yeah, kind of deal with things. But, you know, I'm still, I still have a, a zest for life. I still uh, dumb stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a weird state. Because what happens is everyone's being strung out on different things for like a week or two and then you go through phases. You strung out on the news, you strung out on the White House, you get strung out on movies and so you just talk about this but it's really funny when people don't have their normal lives, everyone gets bored of t- uh, communicating with one another. I've been really good throughout my life communicating with people about day-to-day life and mm-hmm. you know staying in contact but I think during this I realized nope, no desire to call anyone. Yeah. No desire to, nope, nope. So, I've lost many communications uh, during really? this time, coinciding with my phone breaking in early March too, and losing all my contacts, which probably helped that. Nah, that's totally unrelated. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I'd but, say I'd say that's a stretch to connect those two things. But okay. yeah, but you know, and again, I think that would be a revelation too during this time. <laughs> no one fucking calls me. Yeah, right? Like, no one no one was like, hey, Brandon, I can't get a hold of you. What's up? Right. Not a single person. Yeah. I realized the level of care for me is negative numbers. And uh, so that's fine, you know? Well, if it makes you feel better, at least from my way, I am terrible at staying in contact with people not face-to-face, which, <laughs> sure. is me, which means I have a hard time maintaining friendships over, like, long distances. Yeah. Um, I have, a, like, whenever I'm friends with a coworker and then they leave... Or they get fired or whatever. I usually never see them again. You're one of like Jason Lynn. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably never see him again, which is a shame. He's a cool dude. Really cool dude. But anyway, I doubt he listens to this either. Yeah, completely jacked, muscly, nerdy Asian guy. Yeah, he's, he's rad. He's just like uh, yeah, he's just full of what do you call it? Uh, anyway, yeah. He has a lot of enthusiasm. Huge drinker. <laughs> yeah. Huge drinker. He loves his sake. 
But no, it's true. I mean, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you realize, man, you know. And during these times, you reflect. I'm like, cool, I'm so cool. I have all these connections on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. That mean nothing. <laughs> and so that this is where uh, you know yeah. you go back to the basics. You go back to the basics, yeah. and you evaluate who's actually in it for you. You know, and you know. I can see what you're saying. I didn't do that because I only have a few close friends at any given time. I like, yeah. I, I can't maintain more than the few close friendships. I just, I don't know. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about being discerning. Like yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm pretty aware, but I've it's like... I've followed a lot of people on Facebook, even though I heard they ever go on there. I, I st- that's one thing I hate about this, is it got me back onto Facebook, because I'm starved for human contact, then I'll even stoop to that level. I think it's great. What, Facebook? Uh, again, might Facebook. as well tap into things every so often to see if it gives you a pulse. Mm. Yeah, and then all it does is just like, oh yeah, it's still all this annoying political bullshit that... That's all it is. So, okay, I'm good. So I log on and I immediately log off every time. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing it. Ah, so. It's a... I'm not a Florida, man. Yeah, it really is. Do you find, since you're working remotely, do you find yourself working more at work? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a... I was so shocked with how much of a hard worker I am at home. I, I was actually... I, didn't, I was like, well, I'd be able to focus, but I can actually focus better. Like, I skip lunch, I skip lunch sometimes and I don't... Well, I think it's a common like, thing. I don't snacks. I think if one takeaway is... People that have not worked remotely that are working remotely, they have more freedom, so they're more apt to work or get it done on their own accord with no interruptions. Yeah. That it's actually beneficial. Right. Uh, my prediction is this we're going to see 10 to 20% of the working force jobs that are going to be existent after this go remote. And, I hope um, it's more than that. What, what's that? I hope it's more than that. I think it will be more than that, but it's but not going to be in the, the next year. Yeah, for, yeah. I think in the next three to five years, maybe 20 to 30%. All right. Like right now, like Facebook, you know, they put, speaking of, he's saying he's going to have a fourth of his work uh, staff working from home in three years. Oh, wow. So, that's, yeah, no, again, we're using this technology. That'll save him so much money. Well, again, but then you look at the, the fabric of America and commercial real estate is a huge segment. I know. Yeah. So real estate is the only, the one tangible. It's like the one finite resource that everyone actually admits, understands, and fully grasps the concept of what finite resource means. Right. It's like the one that we actually understand. So yeah. So we're gonna abandon it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. I think uh, you know. When, are you looking forward to going into a movie theater? No, not really. I mean, I hardly ever went to see movies. Honestly, I there are so few movies that come out that I have any interest in seeing these days. Like, I don't even... Do you think theaters as a whole, as an industry, will plummet after this? I think the last two movies I went and saw in the theater were both movies that were Studio Ghibli movies that had been released, like, decades ago. And oh. they were being put into the theaters temporarily. Yeah, so, Yeah. I don't want to go sit in a dark room with a bunch of mouth breathers and their annoying kids. Fuck that shit. Mouth breathers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, prediction. Will movie theaters exist and survive this one? And then two, moving forward, will people just stick with their streaming? I don't know. People have seemed to like, seem to have liked being able to instantly see movies. Right. Like, I got that movie, uh, the new Pixar movie, which is pretty good. I liked it. It was fun. I'd probably, I should probably get high and watch it again. <laughs> there you go. Actually, I think I watched it the first, anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> I liked it well enough, and uh, it was cool that I could watch it, like, within a couple weeks of it coming out. 
because yeah. the theaters had just closed when that movie came out. Right. And that's a bummer for all the people that worked on it, but hopefully they made some of it back. Sure. The problem with that is, you know, when when a family buys a movie online, it's one twenty dollar payment. When a family goes to a movie theater, it's you know five or six or whatever sure. twenty dollar payments. So right. So yeah, hopefully. Again, margins always change in business. Yeah. And streaming's a big one. Netflix is on the forefront of streaming, obviously. We have some other contenders. Yeah. Amazon. Disney was making a making its headway, but I think the only thing they really had going for them was the Mandalorian, really. Yeah. And yeah. I guess like their entire backlog of movies and stuff, but Yeah, I mean I just I mean I don't want to be post apocalyptic here, but like you know, a lot of fabric of our cities are movie theaters and retail shopping malls. And, you know, it's like, are we just going dis- to dismantle all this? I hope so. I hope so. Dude, we can have, we can make much better use of land than shopping malls. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, more food. If, if there's one thing that I hope comes out of this, it's a realization of how our consumerist society was not a benefit to us. The fact that it crumbled so easily. All right should indicate that it was such a shaky foundation to build our society upon right that 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 alone should ho- should make people realize maybe we had it wrong and that's not you know that's not even looking at all of the other downsides that were already super obvious even before all this happened you know like tons and tons of waste lowest paying jobs being the people but we need jobs though, right? that are at the most risk do we though? I mean, yeah, we do need jobs, but unless you want to have, do a, we need as like much a, shit though? No, agree. Consumerism, yeah, no, I agree. But then you don't have a GDP. You don't have a lot of, you know. So I, I mean, I, 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 wrote I, see a blog what, I see what you're saying about this, and I read your blog about yeah. All right, I was but, say, I've written about this, but but I feel as if it's like the, it's a double-edged sword, man. When you kind of yeah, need it, it really is. It's, you know what I mean? What are we, a popular... Well, what else do we, we have, have right now? We, we don't have, have an alternative is the problem. Right, that's my point. That's what I'm, like, overall, like, we don't have an alternative. We have, a, you know, 320 plus million people in this country. The working class was 160 million, and we got a fourth of that out right now. Yeah. I 40 mean, plus yeah. million out of work. Mm-hmm. And we see, I mean, it's... So we, we, unfortunately, we need the consumerism to drive and keep people busy so they're not doing X, Y, and Z. Perhaps. Yeah, but you know, maybe instead of focusing all that human capital on consumerism, maybe we could focus it on humanism. You know, like maybe it's time to start running our governments at the deficits that they should be running at for the benefit of the people, not for the benefit of the consumerism that we've agreed that we've come to worship. Basically, agreed. I mean, yeah. we spent we spent the, when this happened, Congress who hems and haws and refuses to give a billion dollars to some government program like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. signed over three trillion Mm dollars within a week Mm -hmm. that says something about our priorities because it didn't go to americans a little bit of it did 300 billion of it went to americans the rest went to corporations yeah so who are not retaining their staff in which they you know for the small business loans all the different stuff it's funny. They can take the money. They fulfill their obligation. They do layoffs afterwards. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> all these. This is where it's like the same green, story. The, yeah, same same story. We all know this. Yeah, we all know. Yep. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where we're gonna go from here. I don't think anything's gonna change. I think people are already starting to forget. 
we're already starting to become complacent again. I know I am. And so I don't think anything serious is going to change till the next disaster. And then everyone's going to freak out again for a couple months. And then everyone's going to kind of calm down yeah. and just rinse and repeat. That's how it's been for the past 50 years. Back to the bars. Yep. Yep. Self-medicating. Yeah. Doctor medicating. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thrilled for the future. Uh, yeah, man. It's looking bright. I mean, you're the next Tony Robbins. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it, we, I think we both agree. I have plans for the future. I don't want to talk about them on the podcast, actually, which is weird, but, yep, sorry, guys. You're good. You're good. So I have, I have plans. They're in their infancy, but... I have plans to, I think, survive. Yeah, me too. That's the level of uh, uh, strategy I have in my future. So speaking about the future, though, this is something that has come up. Like, apparently... Have you ever heard of the QAnon conspiracy theory? No. Or the Fall of Cabal conspiracy theory? No. Or do you remember Pizzagate? No. You don't remember Pizzagate? I feel like I'm drawing a blank. Some dude showed up with an AK-47 at a pizza place because he thought that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex dungeon out of it, out of the basement. Don't you remember that? I don't remember this at all. Dude, that happened like two years ago. You don't remember that? Really? It was a huge story. Okay. All right. Um... Anyways, anyways, talk me through each one. Yeah, I'm curious about. Okay, I know that one. So there's this theory, this conspiracy theory called QAnon, which is basically a conglomeration of all the nut, fucking insane, nutbag conspiracy theories all into one crazy story. They're all related. It's all connected. It's all some crazy cabal of rich Jews and liberal Hollywood elites sure. that are torturing children to suck the adrenochrome out of their tortured bodies because it's apparently the most potent drug imaginable. Like, it sounds like it's straight out of a fucking Batman movie, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. The thing that's got me alarmed about it is... So let me preface this by saying it is a far right-wing conspiracy theory, a far right-wing pro-Trump conspiracy theory. But multiple people in my circles that are hippies and that are into like let's say well they're hippies so they're already pretty credulous right yeah they're buying into this pro-trump far right-wing conspiracy theory like in a big way and it's making me concerned because well for many reasons i mean i already like i i already came to grips with that type of person's proclivities towards accepting things that aren't really true you know what i mean is that a delicate way of putting it <laughs> i just but, like you really thought this through of how to say that like you like you really navigated that one well <laughs> so yeah it's um it's not good because so people are more susceptible right now maybe maybe that's what it is yeah people are at home with nothing to do so they're just like sure. going down that rabbit hole sure very much I didn't so. actually, I, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you're probably right. I totally think that's the case. And it is not good. The So the idea is, the most recent one I heard was yesterday. And they were like, oh yeah, well, uh, four or five days, your phone's going to shut off. Internet's going to shut down. And then a couple days, they'll be back. All money's going to be changed. They're going to replace the fiat currency with a gold standard. I'm like... And, and uh, Trump was elected, was chosen by the military to be put into office in order to clean out all the pedophiles that are in every every echelon of society. 
And Take that, Epstein. Apparently, according to this conspiracy theory, there have been thousands of pedophile arrests, even though there haven't. And there have been thousands of kitty porn ring breakups or uh, raids, which there haven't been. And Hillary Clinton supposedly had a video torturing children to get that adrenochrome, which, by the way, adrenochrome is supposedly adrenaline extracted straight from the pituitary gland. But they got that shit from the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, for those of you who are on the fence about this particular conspiracy theory. So, nothing new. So, you sound like you know the theory well. Well, I've heard all of the disparate parts. I didn't realize that someone on the internet, some fucking brilliant pro-Trumper, spent the time to put it all into one coherent story to pass off to a bunch of credulous green hippie idiots. I thought it would only be like, I don't know. I don't know who I thought believed in so crazy you're a believer conspiracy right theory. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, damn it. Trick question. Yeah, I, yeah dude. Um, the, the cabal is going to fall, and anybody that knows about it is going to be disappeared. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So like, another thing about it is all the, all the Hollywood actors that got COVID, they didn't actually get COVID. They were being arrested for being pedophiles. Because apparently, adrenochrome supply, Trump tainted it with COVID. So all the people who use it got COVID. That's why all the famous actors and celebrities got COVID. Makes sense, right? Tom Hanks ain't so big anymore, is he? Right, yeah. Except for that. Oops, Tom Hanks isn't in jail. Oh, well, I guess he wasn't a pedophile after all. Maybe he actually got it. Maybe, maybe his wife's adrenochrome accidentally splashed in his eye. Like in, uh, what is it, 28 Days Later? Yeah. Where the crow thing that dude that part's so brutal. Okay, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I, I feel like I'm talking to Alex Jones. Um, That's what I felt like <laughs> listening to this dude yesterday. I was like, I like, like what? I, it's just so hard to. I mean, I, I, I we, we've all heard a lot of these storylines of who's steering the country, how they maintain control, all these different things. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are absolutely conspiracies at work. There's not one overarching conspiracy that's the mother of all conspiracies and houses all these... No, no. There are definitely conspiracies. Like, I absolutely think the Epstein, that was a huge conspiracy. But I don't think that it was one where they were torturing hundreds hundreds of thousands of children for their sweet, sweet adrenaline. (laughs) Yeah. um, No. No. Do you think he killed himself? Oh, no. Okay. So that's what it's like. He held his breath until he couldn't breathe anymore and then died. Most people can't do that, but he was special because he was because he was a billionaire. Yeah. And he gave no, dude, that guy was that guy was fucking murdered, no question. And he, they didn't he, even try to hide it. And he gave all his wealth seven days in advance to his brother. Yeah, right, exactly. So yeah. that dude was fucking murdered for sure. That dude was silenced. Well, this is where we, this is where I think you know if okay if I am a top level you know Mason, let's just use that. As, okay, sure. You know. I would make conspiracy theories to throw off my tracks. Right, absolutely, yeah. I would use this to my advantage. Right. These are good for the people in power. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because um, it draws the focus away from reality. That's right. Or it dilutes it. It's like a shell game. It's like a shell game for truth and conspiracies. Try to find me, motherfucker. Try to find me. I wrote that in a, podca- in a blog as well. Yeah. I'm just I'm just copying yeah, right here. We're just like flood. Yeah, it's just like flood 
Yeah. All they have to do is just flood the world with tons and tons and tons of information and... Who has the time to track it down? I mean, you know, uh, Nancy Drew's not available. Or the money, because a lot of the truth is hidden behind paywalls. So if you want to find the truth, if you want to find out what's going on and you go to free websites, it's mostly going to be a bunch of crackpots. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, this is where the... uh, Those in power use their resources to dilute the information. Yeah. And, you know... but do I think this is a corrupt world? Yeah. Do I think there's a lot of crazy shit? Yeah. Do I think there's pedophiles? Yeah. Do I think some of these uh, these conspiracy theories can be rooted in truth? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when we had Dan on, you know, Area 54, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still curious about that. I, uh, I kind of looked into what's his name. Uh, he talked, to, he mentioned his name, Bob Slazar. Bob Slazar. I looked into that guy a little bit. Yeah. And it was... A little bit, like there was some appeared to be some evidence that he was telling the truth, but it was hard to tell. I think he has two without. books out, and he is on a few Joe Rogan. Yeah, but I was like, maybe it's hard to tell. Again, this is where it's. In, I mean, yeah, this is where if you're the government, it's smart to. You never know; these people could be so crazy and so they look crazy. He wears his hat, all these weird like looks, but he's getting paid millions of dollars from the government to say this. Yeah, right. Because remember, they could be saying no or yes, it's probably smarter to have these crazies say yes so the general population goes, that motherfucker's a cuckoo head and the government's right. going to cool. Yeah, they let, Meanwhile, they, they let a million people, but it's actually the crazy people they let in on it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good strategy. But, I mean, you could go down that rabbit hole forever and not ever come to any conclusions. Well, this so. is this, but this is the sad yeah. part. Don't you think most Americans say this? Oh, it's a rabbit hole. So don't, so don't bother? So don't bother. Maybe so. But, I mean, how would you even go about it? I'm not an investigative reporter. I don't have the patience. You have the, t- you have the skills and the abilities, but you're not, again, this is what I'm saying. What do we really care about? Yeah, and I this is why Americans, when we're getting back to, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, Americans don't give a shit about much. They like, if they, if they look at the newspaper or they look at the TV, they read the headline. They don't listen to the words. Yeah. They don't read the scroll. Yeah. If you have a newspaper... They read the headline in the first paragraph. Yeah, even I do though, that. Even though it's a two thousand word, you know, essay. Yeah. But like, oh, read thirty. Oh, got it. Good. Oh wait, now I have to change. Now I have to flip to page A ten. Yeah. For those of you who who don't know, what I'm talking about that was back when newspapers were still a thing. But this is what I'm saying. Like we're so short sighted. We're so like we just read the headlines. We not we don't have the detailed information. We don't want to go in depth on things. Yeah. And true. this, COVID nineteen coronavirus thing has exploited the lack of depth Americans possess. Oh, very true. Very true. Yeah. Exploited it to our dis- collective disaster. Yeah. Am I into something or what? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go down the rabbit hole with me? Okay, so I want to hear my fun conspiracy theory. So this is it. So the lab in Wuhan wasn't just experimenting on the virus to try and cure it, right? They were actually experimenting on it to try and make a deadly pathogen that could spread across the world and wipe out the United States population or just any country, right? So the coronavirus was a test of their carrier virus, right? Sure. So they're like, how how virulent is this? Yeah. How, how easily does it spread? Oh, shit. That was a fucking rousing success. It spread across the planet in like three months. Sure. And it killed lots of people. And it's not even that strong of a disease. Sure. Sweet. So now what we do is we splice in some rabies and some leprosy, which although I believe leprosy is actually a bacteria, but you know, 
whatever. Details. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a zombie virus that is incredibly virulent. And we know that the Americans are shit at dealing with it. So let's go ahead and release it into the American populace. And ta-da, World War Z. Isn't yeah, that, I mean, isn't that a fun conspiracy theory? Well, it's really funny, but like there was news headlines about that. I know. And at there was World War Z. So, listen, we know governments always try to get their upper hand in one way or another. And again, America cannot be mad at other foreign countries to build viruses or... Oh, hell no. We are in the forefront of all that shit. Yeah. So... I mean, in the past half cen- half century, all of the disasters... You're welcome, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, that was so, us. so, I don't know if that's a conspiracy or truth. It's fun. I, again, I mean, if I'm Japan, I realize I have a population of t- too many. Uh, I, you know, by land mass and now by economy... Oops, probably let's take... release a virus that'll kill all the old people. That'll solve our aging population problem. Yeah. And Except the problem there is that all of the all the political leaders are all old, so there might be a little bit of friendly fire there. Well, that's what that's. I mean, that's what, the, what this is how it works. But they also man. have the power to protect themselves. The money and the power to protect themselves. Isn't so. this how this works? I mean, same with corporations. The old guys like, I'm gonna keep my job, but my buddy I've been working with for thirty years who has you know a few steps down from me. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, pretty much. So that that mentality is Our universal. Just, yeah. We were raised, you know, ever since the '80s or maybe before. I think it was the '80s. Yeah. Greed is good, right? Yeah, greed is good. Gordon Gecko. Really Gordon Gecko. Really stuck in our collective yeah. consciousness. Was that the guy that wrote that for Reagan? I uh, know Gordon Gecko. Greed is good was from uh, the movie Wall Street with Michael uh, Douglas. I thought that that was a Reagan quote. Uh, well, I think he did say that, but that was the headline of the movie. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, Never saw it, obviously. But I don't think Reagan... I don't know if that's a true Reagan quote. I can, let's let's fact check that later on. All right. Fact check it later. But um, but no, I you know, I, again, I think I had a good talk with Cindy, another uh, prominent guest of ours, about how um, American culture and individualism has bred psychopathic tendencies. Oh, yeah. To I mean, justify your existence. Corporations are let's psychopaths. Just, let's just say you have a, a sibling and... You work in the same thing, or you work with people you know, or you hire your cousins, or whatever. But when it comes to business, you justify why you make more, and why he means less. So, no matter how close we like to get, everyone justifies their means. Mm -hmm. On an individual basis, beyond family, beyond friends, beyond education, beyond... Everyone finds a way to demean the other. And that is a bad... We've trait in which we've exploited here. Or yeah, absolutely. I, the way I look at it is we we were bewitched by money and we turned money into a universal exchange. Sure, it can be exchanged for literally anything, including human life. And sure. so, yeah, that's where we are. That's the that is that is unfettered capitalism. But what its, is the value base that we should hold dear? Is it family? Is it friends? Enough. How about just enough? Well, I mean, what I'm saying is enough. You're going to the like, material level. Mm-hmm. I think individuals and the society has needs to have core values in which they hold on to. Okay. That we have dismantled in America. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was just listening to a guy, um, shit, Johan something. He was he he did a book about addiction, and he did he spent years and years studying addiction, and he was talking about how the, a way to look at it is humans need connections and if you can't get those connections from other people you'll get them from substances or activities and so 
And if the only the only connection you have to get yourself out of your miserable life is gambling, then you'll go gung ho and do it whenever you can to feel to feel something. Or if it's heroin or if it's alcohol. Sure. Or it can be, you know, a loving support network, family, friends, whatever. So I think that, I think in other words, individuals go where they're successful. Yes. So it's easy for one in youth, if they're good at education, they find it young, they stick to that. And they have a good trajectory with an education to profession. Yeah, I mean, school is Conversely, super easy someone that is an athletic person, they mm-hmm. stick with that. They make that their identity, their, you know, their, their image, their mantra. Right. Someone that smokes weed earlier, hangs out with surfers, whatever. A burnout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's like individuals naturally, like animals, go where they're accepted. Right. Where they find success. Belonging. Where they belong. See, I think I've had an advantage in so, some ways because I never felt like I belonged anywhere. So, in some ways, that gives me an advantage because I don't get tied down with oh, yeah. complicated things like families and children and community ties. But at the same time, it also makes me f- leaves me with like an empty, hollow feeling sometimes. See, it's really funny. Which is fun because I can fill that empty, hollow feeling with meaningless sex and alcohol and drugs and video games so you know it's a tough one man because i think i teeter between the two yeah disconnected to wanting to be connected and oh, yeah. then being the pendulum being the person that is the connector oh yeah okay. you know what i mean so yeah. this is where it's really hard for me because at the end of the day it's like i just swing i'm a fucking pendulum dude yeah i struggle with it but this is where especially now more than ever I've, I've come to terms like as I've gotten older because when you're in youth you want to make people happy I'm a people pleaser right yeah, me too. you want to make people happy yep but now especially these times and what we've been through I'm like no one gives a fuck about me yeah why should I give a fuck about anybody else why should I give a fuck about that's, anyone else that's where I'm at right now so it's one of those things where I need someone to hit me in the face with that idea then I go oh oh, oh okay you know what I mean because I don't want to just wanna... get be selfish backwards tattooed <laughs> on your forehead I don't want that in theory, you know, I, you know, my ideology of it, but I, you know, I'm coming more to terms with that you as, could, as I get older. What's the word I'm looking for? You could internalize that a little bit, at least without, sure. without losing yourself. Sure. Yeah. So it's a pendulum for me, man. But I mean, yeah, totally, totally. but I, you know, I definitely do look at the world or society as we've just talked about and, and trying to plan out, think about why, why we become this way. Why have I become this way? So I'm a critical thinker, I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. which is good, but it's also like my connections, everyone just fucking used me like a violin, played me well. Or is that a victim mentality? Which uh, is also not good. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of drug digs. If it took you a while to realize that, I don't think that's a victim mentality. Right. But no, you know, when you read about addiction, I'm no, I'm no Dr. Drew. A lot of these psychological things come into play. You know, they give excuses or reasons as to why they do X. Have you ever, well, have you heard of the experiment of um, Rat Park? So, Cocaine's a hell of a drug? Yeah, totally. Apparently it is. I've, I yeah. haven't done it. Well, no, what, that's what they put. Right. Yeah, so they, uh, they put rats in a cage and yep. they gave them two water bottles, one with heroin or Coke, Coke. whichever, and one that's just water. Water. And within a week, the rats had killed themselves by drinking the Coke. Yep. Then, another guy was like, well, let's try something a little different. And so he made a cage where 
the rat had like a wheel to run in and it had like things to eat and things to do and it had like females to fuck stimuli and it didn't drink the heroin water or the coke water yeah. and so it's like oh wait a second yeah like fulfilled rats don't need drugs yeah. maybe maybe human maybe we can extrapolate that so the idea is we've built a society that is supremely unfulfilling to most of its members and so no wonder we have incredibly high depression, incredibly high suicide, incredibly high addiction, incredibly high substance abuse, even if it's not addiction. Well, this is why I say, what is American core values? This is why the... the Pleasure in the short term at all costs. Yeah, this is why the liberal agenda, per se, I'm going to use this loosely, mm-hmm. the progressive agenda has imploded on us because we don't have a unified front on what we agree what we should have within education, the family unit, X, Y, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're not unified. This is where it's well, like... I don't relate to a lot of Democrats these days. I don't relate all these to anything anymore. Screaming, like, all these people screaming about all these fringe issues. Like, yeah, but I don't care, though. But this is what I'm saying. Everyone, we've created, like you said earlier, we've created a society where everyone is disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem. And now who's uh, competing for the podium? And this is where it's, a, it's sad because it's just, you know, in all sectors, personal, professional, so, you know what I mean? It's just a, it's a king of the hill mantra. No, it's, it's true. Convenience, I think convenience has been the death of us. Sure, sure. Because sure. <laughs> convenience is sure hard to give up once you get it. But, you know, what is convenience doing? It's getting rid of life. Because what is life? It's not the destination, it's the journey. And I know that that's trite, but it's so fucking true, and it's been proven to me again and again and again, but I keep forgetting, because our society is all about the final destination, it's not about the journey. And all these conveniences are all about bypassing the journey to get to the destination. Yep. Well, guess what? Your dopamine isn't, doesn't like trigger in your brain from the prize, it triggers in the brain from the effort and the decision to go after the prize. And I will talk, uh, talk about drugs with this. Yeah. If you talk about most addictions with drugs let's just say smoking or drinking it's actually not the high of it it's getting to it as soon as I decide I'm going to drink I'm like ooh I feel better all of a sudden right so it's it's that placebo effect right where you talk to someone like whatever drug it is making that phone call to get your connect right yeah and then going out you know trying to deviate from the cops and being devious right and that's a high just to get it right then you get it like well, this is fucking stupid one now. And that's unfortunately... But don't downplay it. I mean, the high is awesome. Sure. But, but I, if you take away... The not t- to the same level, for the, sure. The takeaway from most addicts is the routine of it or the... Uh, as I rub my nose. The... Uh, the you the do have pretty big nostrils. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm going to say this. Uh, my girlfriend uh, trimmed my nose hairs. Oh. She has a... very z- kind of her. A z- you know, like a... What do you call it? A nose trimmer? A nose trimmer, thank you. A nose hair trimmer? So, yeah, that was crazy. And it hurt. And she I... must love you. It hurt? That means she wasn't doing it right. Well, you're no. You're supposed it... to, like, dig out the inner layer of skin inside the nose. Well, it hurt because, like, they, they pulled, like, I guess it's so thick. This is weird. This is a weird tangent. Yeah. But my nose hair... I wish there was a visual element to this podcast? Yeah, that's could... right. My nose hair was so thick, it pulled. Gross. Sorry. Anyways. Anyway. That was a fun little tangent. Not a cokehead. No, but the, the routine of it, going yeah. the process of it, is more of a high for if you read about addiction than anything else. So this is where 
the chase of it. Mm-hmm. It's like dating. Is it the chase or yeah. is it the sex? Right. Recurring themes, repeating themes. It's all full circle, everyone. We solved it. We solved it just in time for society to collapse. Well, did we solve it or we well, we've identified the... We found the answer. Yeah. So, all right. That's all we care about in American society is getting the correct answer. It doesn't matter if we can actually implement it. Well, first of all, does it have to be the correct answer? No, it just or has to be an answer. That or can you be the loudest person? It just has right. to be the believable answer. That's right. Can you be the loudest person and your answer is right because you just you just stifle everyone around you? Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> I mean, this is the problem. It's, so, it's a tough one. Talking, I want to go back to like how my mental state has been during this whole thing. So, initially, I got way into like wilderness survival and emergency preparedness. And I was I like, I think you want to talk about this. Oh, uh, not, no, no, it's specific things. Oh, okay. So, um, so like for the first month I was just like watching videos and like reading up stuff about preppers and about, um, food storage and emergency preparedness and like bug out bags and all that shit. And so I went crazy and I like prepared a lot of that stuff. So now I feel much better for when the real fallout from this hits or I feel like I just have a bunch of extra food and water for no reason. Either way. <laughs> so when you rotate that out, mm-hmm. just give it to me. Okay. I'll All make right. sure it's well expired. Yeah, that's why I'm fine. That's fine with me. <laughs> I'll still eat it. Canned food's good. I, I mean, maybe, again, These are. this is how you get educated on things, man. We, unfortunately, the human condition is sometimes we got to be forced into situations to learn about. That's for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... I don't learn about something until I have to, which is fine because whatever. Have you worked on your archery? No, I need to do that. But again, fucked up elbow. Excuses are like assholes. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> but archery is a good one, man. I know. Archery is a big about one, that actually. Yeah. At knife throwing. No, nah, that's bullshit. No, it works. What do you mean? Like to I've do killed what? a bear with one. Uh huh. Absolutely. I bet you have. I mean, it was my. Nah, dude. Knife, knife throwing is bullshit. <laughs> It's fun, but it's bullshit. <laughs> what about the axe throwing, man? Have you gotten, done this at uh, oh, no. any uh, locations? Do I look like a fucking Viking? Yeah. No, we almost did that for a work activity, but it fell through for whatever reason. Because of fucking axe throwing, it's dumb as shit. Yeah. Well, especially because <laughs> they serve you alcohol while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. that's No liabilities there. Nope, not at all. But if you're with your coworkers, you have good targets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually think I liked all those coworkers. Oh, those coworkers. Uh, yeah, no, uh... Again, it's you know, if you want to go to survival skills, man. Like when I went camping, fire a few building, ago, yeah, fire building, man. Um, I, building I shelters, like trapping wild game. I've learned a lot of tips and tricks, but I haven't had a, really had a chance to try them out. So, so can you start a fire without a match? Oh, of course. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, dude, I've done it before many times. That's really hard. It is. Um, well, I've never. No, if you do it right. Apparently, you need to teach me. All right. All right. Well, we'll do it out in your uh, in your fire pit that is propane. Never mind. I like it. <laughs> also, I don't have anything to do it with. Yeah. Well, we got wood right there. No, like, I don't have the tools you would need to create the sparks to start a fire. What do you need? Flint and steel. Okay. I guess I could use a rock and a piece of metal. Right. Anyway. Okay. What other skills do you want to focus on? What's on your checklist of skills to possess or learn? Ironically enough, all the stuff that you learn by being an Eagle Scout, which I am, but I haven't used them in 30 years or 20 years, so... 25 years? 20, 20, 20 years at least. Yeah. 
15. You get like 18 or something, right? Um, yeah, I got I got my Eagle Scout when I was 18. Barely made it in the cutoff, but you got it. That's I'm a procrastinator, dude. That's a resume builder right there. I guess. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, not after they listen to this podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, I think that's a cool accomplishment. I have my pot growing uh, merit badge and my narc merit badge and narco merit badge. Uh, I did. I did so a few see, years. Not tying. Definitely, um, just like wilderness survival, trapping game, hunting is one I want to do. I won't learn to hunt, but yeah. that's, that's later. Purifying, finding purifying water, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you want to hunt with? BB gun? Gun. Gun, gun. Yeah, gun, gun. Okay. All yeah. right. No, it's good, man. Again, these are these are good skill sets to, um, you know, to play with. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, uh, after about, how long was it? A month, I lost my mind and I went on a road trip into Arizona for like two weeks, and it was awesome because I like hated my roommate and I didn't want to deal with him anymore. I've come to grips with, I've come to accept him now. I don't hate him anymore. I think, I think maybe it was me <laughs> that was being the asshole. It's called therapy right now. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but, therapy. Uh, he still annoys me, but he don't, I don't like hate him like I did. So that definitely helped. And, uh, yeah, I just, like, I went around northern Arizona, and I found beautiful places of nature, and there was nobody there, and it was incredibly healing and rejuvenating. Then I came back to my house and fell into the same shit, because San Diego actually has kind of a toxic culture when everybody is cooped up at home, in my opinion. How so? Mm, All the houses are tiny. All the yards are tiny. Or, sorry, the houses are kind of big, but the yards are all tiny. Uh-huh. People are packed in close together. Everything's yeah. super expensive. Right. There's kids everywhere. Everybody fucking has a dog, and they don't clean up after their dog shit. Got and it. it's just... just All the things that annoy me are all in close proximity. Or should I say, they've learned to annoy you during this? No, they annoyed me before. Okay. But now I can't escape them. Got it. Yeah. Well, maybe you should start a side business uh, picking up dog poop. But then who would pay me? Like the house owners? Yeah. No, nah, there's no way. They'd just be like, thanks, but uh, you're going to have to go find the dog owner. They should fucking pay. And I'll be like, okay. Right in their face. It'd be so satisfying. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I have a, I don't, th- I haven't had a problem with the self-isolation. And Well, you don't have roommate. Well, you do yeah. have a roommate. Do you? I do, do have a roommate, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he sticks to himself. We have a good situation, man. I love it. Yeah. He basically never leaves his room. So yeah. you're good. Yeah. He's cool. That's what I try for, but the worst part about my roommate is he, like, sets up camp. His home office is the kitchen, which means every time I go in the kitchen to make food, he gets annoyed that I'm being loud. And I'm like, dude, you're in a common area. Yeah. So, I don't know, am I the asshole or is he the asshole? I would say he is. Okay, thank you. He should be accommodating for you. a little more. Because he has his own room, too. Uh, He does, yes. And it's, you know... You can't expect everything in the common area. But every day at the kitchen table, he's there all day. He used to like go back into his room around at one, but lately he's been there all day. Why don't I'm getting you, annoyed again, actually. Why don't you get passive-aggressive with him and go to the kitchen table and do your work there, too, before he gets there and see how he interacts with you before, you know what I mean? I'm, and then throw off his mojo because you, uh, you took his thunder. I'm pretty sure that he would have a seizure because I actually think he's OCD. Well, good idea. What, tormenting an OCD person? Yeah. I mean, I hate him, but it's not his fault he's OCD. Maybe it is. Yeah. But probably not. Again, well, again, <laughs> this is where... Oh, my God. Okay. No, I'm serious. Okay, let tangent. me tell you. Let tangent. me tell you about his OCD. Tangent. People 
are capable of change, no matter how extreme their personality is. Yeah. And this is I've had this conversation with a close friend of mine, girlfriend, and it's it's it, this is where I hate when someone says I am who I am. I do that. No, acknowledge and make change. Don't make people adapt to you. And if you are that way, then you're gonna have a tough life. So my point is. Challenge him. Oh, so you're saying I'd be doing him a favor? Correct. <laughs> I don't want to do him a favor. I mean, not, I the, ini- not the initial seizure, but... Why would I want to do him a favor? He's but maybe that's a long run. No? <laughs> <laughs> if he lives through the seizure, maybe. Yeah. No, people... This is what I... Again, our culture, man. The people that are bullies and aggressive and... I am who I am. I'm a... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deal with me. Fuck you. Like, that's ridiculous. Agreed. And now you are now tippy-toeing around your own kitchen, which you pay... For for as well true to accommodate him and you oh he's OCD oh my god why does he have the latitude for you to talk about his labels hmm snap I like it so fuck him okay I was right along so I'm not no, the opposite like, I mean, makes you feel a lot better thank you is he is he going oh well is he thinking about you in any regard probably just annoyed whenever I come into the room <laughs> that's not thinking about you in any regard at all no I don't think so so again this is where in society I am wanting to challenge the bull I am that's maybe my new agenda and Cindy thank you Cindy is a Cindy, reminder Cindy grew you some balls Cindy grew me some balls good job Cindy they dropped Did the age of miracle grow <laughs> though man like oh yeah totally why why and you just went straight into the monologue oh he's OCD like you're so accepting of it you're so accepting like I need to accommodate him oh no I, I don't actually think that I don't give a fuck if I annoy him or other than when I'm in the kitchen and I have to listen to him sighing passive aggressively yeah or are you overly sensitive I am very sensitive to um annoyances and- to being a nuisance to other people around me that's like my biggest internal insecurity is being the person that's annoying to the people around him. Got it. Yeah. Very self-aware. Yeah. So. Like mouth breathers in a movie theater. Exactly. (sighs) (sighs) This is hilarious. Yeah. But let me tell you how OCD this douchebag is. So he wakes up first thing. Goes down, so he has the exact same thing every day. He eats, I mean, I, I kind of eat the same thing every day, or at least like <laughs> I, I eat some of the same things every day, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not like every fucking meal. Yeah, right. He eats the exact same food for every meal at the same time every day, prepared exactly the same way in the exact same order. Yeah. He wakes up, he goes down, has some kind of chocolate drink, goes upstairs, brushes his teeth, goes downstairs, eats some more, goes on either a bike ride or does a workout. He works out for two hours in the gym, in the garage, which is sharing a wall with our other roommate. He used to start at like 6.30. He starts at 7. Clanging and grunting and being loud as fuck at 7 in the morning right next to my roommate's wall, which my Has roommate, roommate must be... Has that to you about it? No, but I imagine that it bugs the shit out of him because it bugs the shit out of me and I don't even... It's not yeah. even my room. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But... Um, like I, the first time I heard him working out, I was like, is my landlord in his room having sex right now? Like, that's how loud it was. And I was upstairs Got it. and it, he was downstairs in the garage and I was Got like, it. holy shit. It sounds like someone's having sex, but right. obviously if it's not that long, his workouts are more than five minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Two hours. He's got some stamina. That's some stamina he, right there. He, he's Latino. So he's got that stamina, you know, man, I need to eat more jalapenos. <laughs> uh, right. He, yeah. So then he, after he works out, he showers, he makes his 
lunch every day, like at 12.45, same thing, a burger every day. Then at 5.30, sorry, at 5 or 4.30, he showers again for the second time, right, for the day, every day. Then he comes down and makes his dinner, 5.30 to around 6. After he's done eating at 6, an hour later he comes down in the kitchen, makes another 15 minutes prep of food, takes it upstairs. After another hour, he comes downstairs, makes his preparations for the next morning breakfast, which he will brush his teeth and then eat. And (laughs) it just, it's so fucking annoying. And he like has notes everywhere and he sets a timer on his phone for everything. And whenever I see him in the kitchen, all I see him doing is sitting there and staring forward, doing nothing. Like, I don't know what he actually does. All he does is he sets up camp in the kitchen and sighs and groans whenever I'm in there making noise. And it bugs the shit out of me. I guess I'm not over it. <laughs> Thank you for the therapy, Brendan. So, yeah, I don't know who's more OCD. But, <laughs> what, uh, me noticing it or yeah, him doing saying, it? For you to uh, clock... Each one was, I mean, obviously he does it daily. Well, it's because I'm trying to work yeah, around his schedule sure. and it's fucking impossible. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's rough. Uh, that's that's tough. Yeah. Tough. So I'm I, hoping I, he's going to get a job move. In retrospect, do you wish you moved in with me? No. Because I would still be living. <laughs> this douchebag is better than Escondido. I think smoking weed has helped me put up with it better, though. Sure. Honestly. You just got, yeah, again, I, well, I think, it's, again, one of those things. You used to go into work, to an office, you know, your routine was out, you know what I mean? When yeah, I had a routine. When you're in one right. location, seeing the same thing, you know, and it's just like, you know, you're too aware of the world to be stuck in one location. Well, part of what fucked with my head, I think, like, part of the reason I had to get out is my my room, which was my sanctuary from you know, like work and sure. everything else became my office. Oh, it became your dungeon. So I would spend my entire day, I'd wake up, I'd eat, and then I would basically bring my food, my breakfast into my room and start working. Yeah. And so I was basically in my room 24-7. Most yeah. of that time was working, not like doing whatever. Yeah. And it started to get to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is why they say like, your bedroom should be a place to sleep. Right, yeah. You should you should not set up your home office in your room. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, I don't have the kitchen table. You know, the, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't have seniority. Well, you should get up at 6.15 <laughs> when he's still brushing his teeth before he eats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, he gets up at 5 and doesn't come out of his room till 6, so I don't yeah. know what he's doing in there. Yeah. So Probably vigorously flossing for yeah. an hour. So I, again, uh, yeah, you know, I think you should stifle him <laughs> by taking some of Senna away and using the kitchen table and throwing off his, because one, it's going to give you a little gratification. <laughs> it's it's true. Gonna, it, primarily, it's going to give you a little gratification. It's true. But secondary, it may make him a little bit more self-aware. Doubt it. This and dude is so unself-aware. This dude is oblivious. I guarantee it. You think? I appreciate the advice, but no. This dude is oblivious. Can I come and eat breakfast at your house? Yes. <laughs> you would probably give him a conniption fit. <laughs> I'll get a spoon in the eye. So good luck. Thank you. Obviously, I have a very healthy mindset with this regard. Yes. <laughs> is there any other topics we could cover while in therapy? Um, let's see. In therapy. Hmm. What other topics? What else has been bugging me lately? No. There's other topics going on currently that I don't want to touch, so 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I good. You, I, got you. <laughs> I think you're pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. besides people not being self-aware and not being able to deviate and change and be aware of other people's feelings, like that's that's been my gripe. Uh, yeah. I've had the argument with people you know. I won't disclose names. You know them well. And I just feel as if I'm, I've built a voice that Cindy's helped me build, let's say, and I state my claim, and now they turn it back on me. I get off the phone, and I have a guilty conscience. And it's like, it's so funny, because now I'm seeing the patterns in which they play the shit out of me. Yeah. And I'm going, wait a second. Wait a this second. This isn't right. It only takes me 36 years to figure this shit out, but wait a second. Yeah. Uh, and then so, it kind of pisses you off, right? Yeah, a little like, bit. Like, how dare those assholes do that to me? And this is what they're used to. So now when I do have a voice... They're thrown off by it, and they get they heighten their tactics. Right, and uh, it's hilarious. But it's proof that they're off balance. But the best thing is, I don't give a shit anymore. That is I awesome. I just laugh at them. Good. Like, I don't care. Dang, I need to. I need what you're on. I yeah. I'm, well, it it takes poverty. It takes uh, low self esteem. It takes no. It's good. I feel kind of liberated, and I don't want to be a dick about you took it. Your power back. But my balls drop, dude. <laughs> and um, you realize that that creates a new vulnerability, though, right? <laughs> oh, I wear a cup. Oh, okay. So you're good I then. I wear a cup. All right. But uh, well, yeah. congratulations on finally reaching puberty. Yeah, it's good times. Um, you're in for a rough couple of years. <laughs> I hope my voice changes and gets better, like Dan said. His voice. Remember when Dan was talking about how his voice? Like, yeah, he was like eleven or some shit. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're five foot two right now. Like, you know, yeah, well, you like, still look like a little boy. It took early and then stopped early as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, so that's only my gripe, man. And I, I just I've done my best to stand up for myself and address people and not condone behavior because prior to I'd be like, okay, motherfucker, beat me up. Uh, but now I'm not into that. Now you stand up for yourself, or you just like walk away. Or walk both. away or just call it out. What I usually do is just walk away. Yeah. I don't feel like, I don't like confrontation. I've come to accept that I'm never going to like confrontation. And so I just usually walk away or, yeah, yeah. so. Anyway, so that's only my grip I have, man. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I think I'm, my therapy is, you know, I just deal. I want to go through it and deal with it. And I think I just, I, I, my, my give a shit uh, barometer is, uh, is a little broken. It's on empty. Yeah, it's on empty. Yep. So. Yeah, mine too. My give a shit is completely gone. So, which so. kind of it's kind of nice, liberating, man. Yeah, man, it is. So. I feel it's so like even though I have my moments, my mental state overall has been pretty good. Definitely going crazy and just like going on a two week long road trip out of nowhere, completely. Spontaneity is the best thing for your yeah. mental health. Oh yeah, for sure. Spontaneity is uh, huge. Yeah, it was huge, and uh, that definitely really helped. But also, I'm I'm starting to get into a bit of, of a healthy routine. My sleep schedule is still fucked up, but I'm working on that. And then, but just, uh, ah, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, I completely lost my train of thought. It's okay. Yeah, well, anyway, my my mental state overall is pretty good. Yeah, you're doing right. You look good, you don't, you look fat. I, I'm, I, I won't be concerned about you really until you gain like 20 pounds. Mm. When you gain weight is what I'm concerned about you. I only gain weight when I'm in relationships. <laughs> So what does that tell you about me? Well, road trips to Arizona are going to keep you safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, shall we wrap? We shall wrap. Well, thanks for listening to us uh, kind of talk about everything, everybody. Much obliged. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. It's going to be fun.